Hey, hey, beautiful friends, and welcome back to Faith Field Woman. This is your host, Kristen, and today I want to talk about being able to worship, that we have had that right, that freedom in America for so long uh, since our founding fathers created this country, and we are going to dive into that today, and what does it mean for us to continue this legacy? Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God, and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen, and let's be encouraged. Hey guys, before we get started on today's episode, I just want to let you know that I created a daily devotional journal sheet that you can print and download for free. Just go to kristenpitch.com slash worship, and you can also join my newsletter for Christian Encouragement and Inspiration. And I'm going to have lots of other goodies I'll be sharing at that same place. So once again, go to kristenfitch.com slash worship and check it out. I can't wait for you to start using it. All right, here we go. We are going to talk about this important topic of being able to worship freedom of, of religion, freedom of expression today. And what got this really going was last week, I went to the documentary Super Spreader, which was in limited uh, theaters across the country. And my, I went with my one of my or my sister, one of my brothers, and my dad. And it's basically a movie about the Let Us Worship movement that happened or started during COVID by Sean Fout and his wife, and then other pastors that also you know went along with it. And so that is still an active movement called Let Us Worship. You can follow them online to see where they're you know going. But basically, what happened is when the pandemic started. And then they decided to shut down churches that you couldn't go in person and worship together, not even in some cases outside or in cars. Now, in some states, you were able to do more of that than other states, you know, like having outside service and things like this. But what happened is basically that Sean Felt, he's in California, when he realized that things were shutting down and you weren't allowed to worship and it basically said like you weren't allowed to sing or chant He said, this is crazy, you know, and I'm going to do something about it. So basically the movie documents what they did. They started showing up outside in different towns and communities and having a worship uh, revival or worship time. So it was singing and pastors praying and all this stuff. And as you may be able to imagine, there was plenty of haters. There's plenty of people that said, I can't believe you're going to do this. This is super, you know, a super spreader event. And first of all, all the events were outdoors. And obviously people could choose to social distance or choose to wear masks if they wanted. But it turns out over, I think they've been to, maybe they've done like 150 of these events since COVID started, maybe a little bit more. No one from contact tracing when they were doing that actually spread COVID at these events. And so while people were freaking out, because of course, a lot of people, when it's something unknown, they come from a place of fear instead of faith, instead of 
let's make sure we don't lose this fright. And so anyways, one, the first point I'll make is it was a really good movie. It was inspiring. It was a movie that will lift you up and just show you just the power that faith and the power that God will make happen, the moves he will make, the people he will release from loneliness and despair and hopelessness that goes on in this movie, that people were brave enough in their faith to show up in these communities where there had been rioting and just pure evil there. They still showed up. And in those moments, in the time they were there, just the change, the impact that was made to people's lives. It's just amazing. So if you're able to check out the the movie or follow them online, absolutely go do it. But why I want to talk about this today beyond telling you about the movie is that I think it's really important that we remember if we don't stand up, if we don't speak up when something like this happens, because if it's happened once, it can happen again. We can be told again at some point that we are not allowed to come together as our, you know, place of worship, you know. So for me, it's obviously, you know, at a Christian church, but it might be something for someone else because one of the rights in our constitution is basically that we have the right to freedom of speech. And along with that is so much else. But in the first amendment, it basically says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to position the government for a redress of grievances. And to put that in, you know, maybe a little simpler terms, basically the Cornell Law School says it like this. The First Amendment guarantees freedoms concerning religion, expression, assembly, and the right to petition. It forbids Congress from both promoting one religion over others and also restricting an individual's religious practices. It guarantees freedom of expression by prohibiting Congress from restricting the press or the rights of the individuals to speak freely. It also guarantees the right of citizens to assemble peaceably and to petition their government. And as we saw during the pandemic, during COVID, and even today, even as the pandemic is really gone, now I don't mean people aren't getting COVID, they are, but it is much like the colds or the flu, meaning it's not going away. It's always going to be with us, right? It's a coronavirus. So it is here to stay. Yes, it might change or it might get altered. There are a lot of early treatments for it. And there's lots of things we can do to try to stay healthy if we, if or when we get it. But the important part is there's a lot of censorship going on, right? And if you don't align or agree with the main narrative on whatever it might be, right? It can be COVID or it could be other things. Then you're getting censored. You're getting blocked. I mean, there are people that are even getting their credit card. There's businesses that I follow online. Maybe they talk about natural health treatments and different things like that. And they have had their banking, their banking, bank accounts frozen. They've had their PayPal accounts stopped. Their website's hacked. And some of the, sometimes it's the, you know, tied in with the government and sometimes it's not. But the point is we have to stand up. We have to speak out. We have to make sure we know what is going on so that we don't just keep our mouths shut or turn a blind eye 
and find that we lose permanently a freedom, whether that's freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, or freedom to practice our faith, you know, both practice it and and speak about it, and also to come together in our faith worshiping time. And so I think it's important to remind all of us that while there might have been a time where we said, yeah, you know, it's just kind of my thing. It's what I do. I don't really talk about it a lot. And I 100% get that I've been there. I'm still there to some extent, right? I don't talk about it everywhere I go. I don't go to um, necessarily, you know, like marches and this kind of thing. You know, that's not something that's been my default. But as I keep learning, as I keep understanding that there is this pressure in this movement to censor things, this movement to change laws, right? Even with Roe versus Wade that was overturned, the Supreme Court, when they made that change, it wasn't so much that they were saying that it was overturned as much as they were saying that this is not a federal issue, that it goes back to the states. So they weren't necessarily even taking a stand on abortion as much as they were saying that this this is up to the states to determine. But once again, even so many people that were against that ruling talked about, you know, oh, we need to change the Supreme Court or do away with them because they didn't like what they decided. So what I'm saying is we are in such a divisive, not you know, people want everyone to kind of be in agreement or not to speak about it. And so we have to pay attention. We have to be informed. We have to make sure that we are learning and that we're educating ourselves. And we have to make sure that we're getting our information from multiple sources. We're doing our own research. And then we are prepared to be a voice, to show up in support of our, you know, constitutional rights to show up in support of our religious freedom rights. And, you know, one way to do this is there's lots of email lists you can get on, or you can follow people on social media, or you can go to in-person meetings for lots of groups that promote and support and raise money to make sure there's awareness about these types of topics and that also try to you know, have representation on these topics, you know, and that talk to the congressmen and senators and things. So there's lots of ways to get involved. I think it's just important that we pay attention, we make sure we're being informed, and that we're willing to speak up and step out to protect these freedoms. And whether we were doing that in the past or not, I think the time has come that we need to be ready for that continued censorship for the continuation of those rights maybe being encroached on or those rights maybe being pushed back slightly because over time that can that creep can become huge there are people from other countries that have gone through changes you know they were they lived in germany when hitler was there they were there in russia when their rights were taken away when they became a socialist country. They will tell you, we have to be careful in that most of us, you know, most of most of us in America do not realize that it creeps in, it slowly happens, and that the same thing could happen here if we don't 
all stand up and pay attention and make sure that whoever we vote into power or we participate at the local level, right, ourselves, but we have to get involved, right? We get involved personally, we get involved with our families, we get involved in our communities, and we get involved with the church, whether we're part of a church right now or not. It's going to become really important to be connected to other people of faith. And it doesn't always have to just be your church and someone that has your same religious beliefs. Also, multi-religious um, organizations, right? That's really important too, so that we work together to make sure all of us have the rights to worship, you know, how we choose to worship. Okay, and so let me just share a scripture with you real quick. It's Hebrews 10, 25, which says, Do not forsake meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. But one of the things that we're called to do is to come together, right? We're called to come together to worship and celebrate our God, to give glory to God. We are also called together in fellowship to love one another and for spiritual growth and encouragement, to encourage each other. And then in Psalm 95, 6, it also says, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Right. And so while we can, of course, do that on our own and we can watch online services, which, yes, I have been for sure a fan of. And I 100 percent absolutely enjoy that format. There is something missing when we don't come together on a regular basis. And so while you may still be doing online church or you're just having your own worship time, which is beautiful and lovely, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think there are times where we want to come together, that we want to find other people of faith that we align with to be together in worship. And so whether you do that every Sunday or every other, some other night of the week, I know some denominations meet on Wednesday nights or some, you know, other days, then come together on a regular basis, right? Even if it's not every Sunday, what maybe it's monthly, maybe it's biweekly that you're there. Maybe it's for larger events. Maybe it's for informal meetings that talk about the First Amendment and religious freedom. Maybe they have special speakers coming in. But it would be great if all of us can step back into connecting with the church in person more. But it's also important that we connect so that we know what's going on, so that we can hear ministers or pastors or people that are staying informed about these topics we can listen and we can hear, we can ask questions. And I think that's really important. Here's the thing. I think regardless of what side of the table you fall on, as far as your politics, as far as your opinions of COVID, as far as your opinions of, you know, should people with differing opinions from you be able to speak what they want to say? I think the most important thing is, is that we can respect each other, respect each other's opinions, hear one another. And then agree to disagree if we don't have the same viewpoints. But at the end of the day, I think we have to protect our rights and we have to come together to make sure that we can, you know, actually exercise the freedom to live our lives the way we want to live it, right? So that has to do with freedom of speech and freedom of religion, freedom of, or medical freedom. It's, it's all these things. And so For me, I think it matters most that we really pray about this to God and we really ask, you know, God to guide us, to direct us, 
to open our hearts, you know, if we maybe have been one of the people that's been divisive, that feels like we are right and some other people we know are wrong on whatever side of the issue, that we are angry because we don't agree with someone else's viewpoint or politics or medical choices. Because at the end of the day, that's not what God's about. And I think truly, if we really reflect on it, we'll see that that has more to do with fear and control than it does about faith and loving others and, you know, actually trying to live peacefully, you know, amongst ourselves. So I would just say to you, how can you be a part of the community? How can you stay informed? How can you participate in the process? You know, and I'm going to be doing the same thing. And if you have any particular tips or ideas that you'd like to share with this community, I'd love for you to reach out and connect with me. And like I said, there's lots of organizations and networks and movements around this. If you are having a hard time finding any, let me know and I'm happy to share with you. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.